Hello and welcome to the Alcohol Recovery Show, where we discuss practical, actionable steps for anyone who wants to achieve their dream of getting and staying well, happy and free from any form of alcohol dependence. Hello and welcome to the Alcohol Recovery Show. In the next two episodes, we'll be looking at what it means to be a normal drinker. Is it possible? This is a question we get asked a lot by listeners and readers of books like Alcohol and You and the 10-Day Alcohol Detox Plan. What does it mean to be a normal drinker? How does a drinker know if their drinking is normal? Of course, this will mean different things to different people depending on their experience, habits and lifestyle. In today's episode, I'll be discussing the advice we get in the UK to drink responsibly and unpicking what this means. I also pick up on the idea that if a drinker has a problem with alcohol, does that make them abnormal? This train of logic can make people fear abstinence as they do not want to appear to be abnormal so they can drive themselves crazy trying to be a normal drinker just to prove that they are a normal person. I use the word normal in quotes as normal in any context changes for different people. Next week, Lewis will further explore these issues of what constitutes a normal drinker and explore them further. What does it mean to be a normal drinker anyway? Does it mean drinking one or two drinks and stopping? Does it mean drinking as much as you like, but just not getting into trouble? It might mean knowing your limits. In effect, it probably means different things to different people. Drinking a certain number of units of alcohol per week that are within the healthy limits? This number depends on where you live. In the UK, it's 14 units. But then you need to work out what is a unit? Apparently, it's 10 mils or 8 grams of pure alcohol. This information could be difficult to apply to real life, everyday scenarios. Do you know what 10 mils or 8 grams of pure alcohol looks like? Apparently, a large glass of wine can contain three units. Suddenly, having a relaxing drink turns into a math lesson if you're trying to drink responsibly. In the US, the dietary guidelines set by the Department for Health and Human Services and the Department for Agriculture is one drink or less a day for women and two drinks or less a day for men. As it can be difficult to find what constitutes a drink, we are told this equals 27.2 to 32 grams of ethanol per day and 168 to 210 grams of ethanol per week. So now, not only does it feel like a maths lesson, it also feels like a chemistry lesson. Not particularly my idea of relaxation. Moderating or quitting is a big question that we get asked a lot. In episode 7, this topic is discussed in some detail. Many times I've heard people lament, I just want to be a normal drinker or... If only I could drink normally and have a glass of wine now and again. The conclusion is that if you can't drink responsibly or moderately, somehow you're not normal. This can really sabotage people's efforts to stay sober. 
this niggling feeling that somehow there's something very wrong with them. This logic can lead to thinking that you will prove there is nothing wrong with you and that you are normal by having a drink. You'll show them all you can take a drink and leave it if you want. But if someone has a history of not being able to do this, it can be a self-defeating and depressing battle. In our society, moderation is presented as the answer to any problem with alcohol. In the UK, we see advertisements for alcohol that promote it as fun, glamorous, socially bonding and exciting. And there's usually a banner that says, drink responsibly. The inference being, if drink is imbibed responsibly, it's your fault if you can't do it. The drinker is to blame. If you can't drink responsibly, there's something wrong with you. If you drink more than a moderate amount, you are not a normal drinker. So the inference is that you are abnormal. However, alcohol is a highly addictive substance. This has been proven repeatedly in research labs. This is not news, but somehow the alcohol industry continues to put the onus on the drinker and the drinker to imbibe this highly addictive substance without going overboard. If someone cannot drink responsibly once they get started, they have a problem that needs to be fixed. No wonder it makes people crazy. Ah, but what about the people who can take it or leave it? What about the people who can genuinely have one glass of wine or a pint of beer or whatever just now and again to be sociable? Of course there are people who can do this, but even those people who might be okay now still have the potential to become addicted if their circumstances or habits change. As Lewis said in the episode on moderation or quitting, Some people might have an unwanted life change or loss and hit the booze big time and become addicted. I've heard it said by professionals who study alcohol addiction that everybody, everybody has the potential to become addicted to something or to some things. It's been described as being like a lock and a key. Our brain is the lock and the substance or substances are the key. It's a mix of the right brain chemistry that locks in with the right substance. And hey, bingo, you get the lights, buzzers, whistles going off and you're off on that merry-go-round of addiction wanting increasingly to get the effect. If alcohol has that magic on you, alcohol is your key. For some people, alcohol is okay. They'll have a drink to be sociable, but they never really go overboard. Alcohol is simply not their key, but it might be something else. You might know people who aren't bothered by a drink, but they're lighting up a spliff every night. Alcohol isn't their key, but maybe cannabis is. I think of the lock and key idea as more like a combination lock. You know the type where the numbers line up for it to get it to open. A combination of the right substance, the right brain chemistry and the right circumstances. I say right in quotation marks. 
For many people, the circumstances are painful, whether it's a current circumstance or a new one like a bereavement or job loss or a past one such as a difficult childhood or trauma. The pain, the loss, the trauma or the lost childhood can be what makes the difference between a person who can take it or leave it and the person who keeps going back for more to dull the pain. But human beings are wired to seek pleasure and avoid pain. This is part of our evolution. When you think about it, in terms of humans' ancient environment, it makes sense. Avoiding pain meant humans stayed alive. By avoiding the things that caused pain, like the saber-toothed tiger or the poisonous berries, humans survived. However, in our modern culture, in which we expect to feel comfortable all the time, avoiding all pain has created more problems. We drink or smoke or scroll or take prescription medication or shop or eat or go on dating apps to take our minds off the pain. Sometimes just the pain of being human. The emotions, the upsets, disappointments, stresses, hassles and worries of day-to-day life. But this is an entirely natural human response. It actually is normal. So if a human being becomes dependent on alcohol and ends up not drinking responsibly or not drinking moderately, it's actually quite normal. However, we've got brainwashed into thinking that moderate drinking is normal and if you can't do that, somehow you are abnormal. So if someone has the right combination to become addicted or dependent on alcohol, It's not because they are not normal. In many respects, it's because they are very normal that they get dependent. A normal human being that will seek out alcohol to numb the pain. Our evolutionary makeup is to avoid pain and seek pleasure. So if we find that alcohol numbs the pain, which it will, we will go back to it. After all, it was used as a crude anaesthetic in operations before more sophisticated methods came along. So we will go back to it to numb the pain, and we go back to it repeatedly to find relief from the pain. We'll go back to it even when part of us doesn't want to, and then that's dependence. If the pain is still there, and usually this is some form of emotional pain or disturbance, Moderation is going to be a losing battle, but this does not mean you are abnormal. It means that you are falling into a default setting of 1. Feel the pain, 2. Avoid it, drink. Avoiding the pain is a normal human reaction. By dealing with the pain, you can break the cycle. This may or may not mean you can drink moderately in the future. It's up to you. Do you know someone, or this might describe you, perhaps a person with some trauma from the past or who has experienced intense emotional pain? They've had therapy for years. They've been to many counsellors and tried various modalities to deal with their emotional pain. In everyday life as a sober person, they seem happy, contented and just get on with life. But after a few drinks, it all comes bubbling up again. 
The drink just seems to reignite the old pain and memories. Some pain goes very deep and it can stay tender like an old scar. It's healed to a certain extent, but in certain circumstances, it will get painful all over again. Do you think a person like this could or should moderate? Or is it more responsible to just avoid picking up a drink in the first place? It's more responsible to choose not to drink and deal with emotional pain in more effective ways. So really those banners on the alcohol advertisements should say, don't drink responsibly. If someone lifts a drink who is angry, stressed or emotionally disturbed in any way, the drink will seem to provide a few moments of relief, even if it's just that <sighs> moment at the end of a busy day. This relief is intensified if you've already long established patterns of drinking, as your body and more importantly your mind will expect the alcohol at a certain time and anticipate that sense of relief. You might look forward to wine o'clock or the after-work pint with the lads or ladettes in the pub. Pain doesn't have to be high trauma. It can just be the day-to-day -day niggles of being human. The angry boss, the difficult customer, the unruly toddler. We react with hurt or frustration or overwhelm and we seek out a way to numb those uncomfortable feelings. And that's all we're doing, just numbing them. They will come back when the effect of the alcohol is worn off. But now our brain chemistry has made the connection between the apparent relief from the pain and drinking alcohol. So we repeat it all over again, because that's what we do as human beings. We repeat behaviour that seems to help us avoid pain and feel pleasure because that's what we are wired to do. It is actually normal. So please don't fear that you're not normal if you are struggling with moderation. Don't beat yourself up for a seeming inability to not drink responsibly. Your responses are perfectly normal. By choosing not to drink, you are being responsible, not abnormal. Okay, so that's it for today. I hope this week's episode has given you something to think about. Ultimately, the idea of normal drinking will need to be in line with your values, wishes and intentions. If you know honestly that when you take a drink, you push the self-destruct button, then perhaps it's more normal for you to not drink. If you decide a glass of wine once in a while is okay and possible for you, then that's your normal. Either way, you are not abnormal. You are a thinking, feeling human being with a body and brain chemistry, background and experiences that are unique to you, so you can create your own normal. So until next week, bye for now. Thanks for listening and keep sending in your questions and comments. You can contact us via our website at windspress.com or by emailing me at antonia at windspress.com. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.